I'm Scott Abraham from ABC7 in Washington, D.C. You know who it is. Travis Thomas Experience. This is Eric Edholm of Yahoo Sports. This is Mitch Tischler. This is Al Galdi, and you're listening to The Big Douglas Show. All right, this is The Big Douglas Show. Make sure you subscribe, like, and hit the notification button. I am Big Douglas. That is Pat Flynn, and she is Courtney Laughlin, and we appreciate her giving us some time today. Courtney, how are you? I'm good. Hey, anytime I get to talk Caps hockey, it's like this is like the world is is normal again to talk hockey. Absolutely. It is a belated birthday for you. Yes. Yesterday was your birthday. Happy birthday. Thank you. Yeah. No Caps hockey that night. So I had the night off, but obviously big games coming up for the Caps. But yes, thank you. It was was a nice birthday spent in the snow. (laughs) That's right. Uh, And and half of a new podcast that you're doing with your dad. And that's a once a week deal. Is that right? Yeah. So family face off actually just like right down here um, in my dad's basement. We kind of converted his space down here. We're like, dad, we're going to do a show. Um, So we try to do that once a week. We talk caps hockey. We have fun. We talk beer. We talk wine. We have great guests, old caps players, new caps players. Um, Just a project that him and I have been wanting to do for some time. And now that he's not traveling, he has a lot more time. And so my mom was like, do something with your spare time because you're not traveling. <laughs> you don't know how long you're going to be able to have that, so you might as well do it while you can, right? Exactly. <laughs> One more before we get to the stuff on the ice. Also, um, you are the executive director, right, for, uh, let me make sure I get this right, Fight Rare Cancer. And you guys have teamed up with Astro Lab Brewing, right? Uh, pretty cool project, it looked like. Yeah, so that was a really fun thing um, that we did as a collaboration. Really, my dad um, and I kind of run the behind the scenes stuff with our foundation um, to fight rare cancers, obviously, for my mom, who was a rare cancer survivor. Um, But this was a really cool project because, well, my dad got to taste beer um, and we got to try a bunch of beer. Um, But with Astrolab and they made a hazy IPA just as my dad likes it local. So we have the local feel with Astrolab and Silver Spring. Um, So the beer is Wicked Rister. We actually spent... The whole day last week canning, we helped with the entire process of canning the beer and putting the plastic things on the four packs and packing them into the cases. So all for a great cause, 50% of the profits will go to our foundation to help us and fight for rare cancer. So it was a fun thing that we did. And we're so appreciative of Astrolab for partnering with us um, to help us in our initiatives. I think your dad dropped the, the wicked wrister during the game the other night, did he not? <laughs> He did. And he was like, and Joe was like, was that a sly way of saying you're talking about your beer? He did. Cause he was like, that was a wicked wrister. Yeah. Yeah. I I caught that Joe. He was like, yeah, that was a good, that was a good plug. It was. I I think that actually was on accident. Cause sometimes my dad doesn't think when he talks, I feel like just stuff comes out. Um. It felt like it was to me too. Cause it said like, it was just like, it rolled right off the tongue and you know, he has a lot of great things that he says and it it seemed natural to me anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Courtney, this will be part three in our Hockey for Dummies series. <laughs> I've been telling everybody there's a lot of people that follow the show for football. Sure. That now the season's over, are looking to channel their enthusiasm into something else. But if you didn't grow up on hockey, you don't necessarily, it doesn't translate necessarily from football. Uh, so this week we'll do a little offense. So I'm curious, you know, with football, there are spread offenses and I form and 
do we have something like that in hockey? What are we trying to do goal-wise on offense? Well, what you just said about how football people feel about hockey, that's how I feel what you just talked about football. I'm like, wait, so this is like football is football for dummies for me. Um, and this is so funny, actually, you say that because I actually talked about this on, on our show today in terms of what the Caps are doing offensively. I, I think, so if we're talking about, hockey for dummies and kind of breaking down the caps offense and what they're doing. Their new coach has brought in new systems, right? And you're always going to get that with a new coach. And one of the things that they've been doing is kind of activating and utilizing their defense more. Um, You've been seeing a lot more goals from the caps defense and just them generating points. They have almost 30 points in 10 games, which is incredible. Um, So like, if you're watching the game, watch how the defense are involved offensively. Um, because that's something that Peter Laviolette has really been trying to do is to get the Caps defense more involved and have them stay in the offensive zone longer, right? Hockey's supposed to be fun. Hockey's supposed to be played in the offensive zone. You want to score goals, but you can't do that if you're not spending a lot of time in the zone. So I have no idea if that translates to what you said, I formation or whatever. Um, but that's just something that I've been really noticing with this Caps teams in terms of how they're generating more offense. And that's, that's like one way that you can generate more offense. And if you're watching the caps kind of watch how the D are involved in activating. Okay. The, um, the offense so far seems to be uh, clicking. I know uh, Peter Laviolette was, um, he was on the sports junkies and he thinks that, you know, they're just getting started to what they ultimately can be capable of doing. Um, what are your thoughts, you know, on the defense and they were fortunate to, to, um, win in overtime against the Bruins, but they gave up a couple of 3-0 leads. Is that, is that anything that you're concerned or, you know, your dad's concerned about just some of the leads that they've been given up? Um, what, are you, what are your thoughts on that? I mean, yes and no, right? I mean, it's so hard because, and again, you don't want to point excuses and say, well, it's a 56-game season and it's shortened and this and that and they're fighting adversity. But I do think it's hard to for a team to come in and to learn a new system in the short period of time that Peter Lovulette had with no exhibition games, 10 days of training camp. So I don't think it's a concern. I mean, if I'm talking about this in two weeks and they've now blown five games with three nothing leads, then it's a concern. Um, and, you know, I, I, I like the things that I've been hearing the players saying out of the locker room. They're saying, look, like we got to take the good things from these games. we got to take the bad things and kind of move forward. Yeah. I, I do think that those are more mental mistakes than anything, right? It's physical because they're, they're not making the clear passes or they're not making the smart plays of the blue line, but that starts up here, right? That starts with your head and getting in the mindset of, okay, we're up three, nothing. We can't stop. Right. And you're not thinking, well, who's got the next goal? Who wants to score? Who wants to do this? You still have to have that defensive mindset and to not, to not let them crawl back into the game. And I think that's the biggest thing that I saw from the Caps. And to me, it's it's mental, and they just got to get into it more mentally. So I'm not that concerned if we're talking about this in three weeks. And, yeah, maybe that's a concern. But right now, not so much. Vanacek, uh, the young goalie, got rookie of the month, was pretty incredible. Uh, it's pretty impressive what he's done so far, right? Uh, and I guess that's because he's getting more opportunities with Sam Sonov having been – uh, on the COVID list. Uh, and also to follow up on it, is he off the COVID list now? Do you know? He was not off the COVID list as of this morning's um, yeah. practice. So he's still on it. It's incredible um, what Vanacek has been able to do. He's a guy that had kind of been like waiting in the weeds a little bit down in Hershey, right? And never knowing when he was going to get his chance, always the number two 
behind Sam Sonoff. And then they brought in Lundquist. So his dreams kind of went down a little bit too, thinking, okay, am I ever going to get my shot? And then with everything happening with Lundquist, he now gets this opportunity. I will say, yeah, I have been amazed watching him because he's so confident back there. Like I'm not, I'm not nervous as a fan sitting on me. I'm like, Oh my gosh, is he going to stop this puck? I feel very confident because he's doing all the right things. His positioning is great in terms of you're talking about that technical stuff. But I think what's even more impressive is the way that the team is rallying around him. And even some of the new guys at practice the other day, when he was announced that he was the um, rookie of the month, everybody bursts out in cheers right on the ice. And to me, like, those are the intangible things in hockey that you see and in, and in sports too. I'm sure you see it in football where you're like, man, these guys love each other and they support each other and they are a team. And I think that that those are some of the things that speak volumes in terms of how you perform on the ice. So I love the way the team is surrounding him and Chara when he scored his first goal. I thought there was going to be like a bench clear when he scored his first goal because everybody was so excited for him. So that's something that I, 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 I even texted my dad after that. And I was like, wow, this group is special because you could feel it that they care so much about the individual accolades as well as the team stuff. Speaking of uh, what you were talking about before, um, and I think what they've done so far is amazing because they've been completely – shorthanded um, up to this point, whether it's uh, the four that were out with COVID, but also um, with Lars Eller going out and, and, and Schultz going out. Do we have any sense of um, kind of piggybacking off of what Doug said of when they think they're going to be back to full strength? Like, is that like a next week type of thing or we just don't know it's day to day? Yeah. I feel like that question and that I don't even know how to, figure that out because, and especially with COVID, everything is so ever changing and you never know. Um, Lars Eller, yeah, day to day, you know that he's injured um, with an upper body injury. Um, Schultz took the puck to the face. I don't know about him. And then you got the guys on the COVID-19 protocol list. I have a feeling I know what happened to Kuznetsov if he's still not off of it, right? But we don't know. And I think that's the challenge this year is really having no idea but kudos to the guys that have stepped in, right? Like if you look down the roster and you're like, they're winning with Scarbosa, they're winning with Carr, they're winning with TVR, they're winning with Sherry on the second line when Laviolette moves Frana down to the fourth line, that's a pretty good sign, right? That you're winning with, with those guys in the lineup. Go ahead, Pat. Yeah, no, I was, um, I was just going to, you know, speak to that too. I know that they're down um, – uh, centers and Oshi came in and played center the other night. And that, you know, Peter Laviolette was just talking about, you know, how great of a player he is and how versatile he is and how lucky he is to have just, you know, a lot of veteran experience on this team. Um, can, can you speak more to that? Like, you know, just anybody that stepped up that maybe it's not surprising, but just things that this team's done that you may not have expected before it started. I, I think picking up 15 points in the first 20 game or out of 20 points and going six, one and three um, without having your starting goaltender, even go all the way back with losing someone like Lundqvist, who are they going to bring in? They bring in Craig Anderson, um, who's, you know, now he's the backup, but is he ever going to play? I don't know. Um, so, and I think this just goes back to the point of like, I think these guys are a, such a tight knit group and you talk about winning teams and championship teams and how they are in the locker room and outside of the rink and how you just, how you see them interact on the ice. And I, I think it's kind of, I don't want to say like next man up mentality, but almost a little bit, but you almost have to be in this season 
um, because of so many things that can go wrong and have already gone wrong for the Caps. But I think it's a good test for them. I I don't mind them being tested this early on in the season because it builds, right? It builds character. It builds, everybody says, adversity. Because those are the games that you can pull on later when you're struggling. You're like, hey, boys, remember when we lost this game or we came back from 3 nothing? and we didn't have X and Y players? And it almost reminds me of 2018, the playoffs, I think during the Penguins. Like, I think Backstrom was out. Tom Wilson was suspended. You're like, who? they're like, fans are like, are the Cats going to win? Like, how is this even going to be possible? And they end up winning and they end up winning the series, right? Because it was the next guy up. It was, well, I think Nathan Walker scored a goal and you're like, Nathan Walker. Um, and so again, all those things just like bring the team together. So I love the leadership. Oshie playing center is great. And um, yeah, I, I've, I've really enjoyed watching this team as a team for the first 10 games. It is an interesting mix they have of, of veteran players and young guys that are really being asked to do work. Uh, it's been pretty cool to watch the the mixture that they have this year. Uh, totally with guys like, and even guys like Carr and Scarbosa that are getting in. Um, and even the, the new faces, Connor Sherry, I, I've been really impressed bes- I've, besides when he got hurt was with Schultz, right? This guy comes in, he comes in from Pittsburgh. Um, he's been impressive to watch. I really I like this Caps team. And even like I said, like, I'm like, this is a really good group. Do they still have things to learn? Absolutely. Do they still have things to get better at? Absolutely. Their defensive zone. We talked about offensive zone at the beginning. Um, their defensive zone structure is still struggling a little bit. Right. But that's a work in pro- that's a work in progress for every team right now, because nobody was able to practice and have the practice time that they needed to work on those new systems. Um, but the young guys have been so fun to watch. And one of my favorite probably is Vanacek because what he's done is incredible. And you, I don't know, you cheer for a goalie, right? The goalie stories are cool. And even when he kissed the post, he, he's fun too, right? He's not going to take the game too seriously when he kissed the post. He's like, yeah, thank you. You just saved my bacon. <laughs> Do you think that um, Vanacek's play, because uh, Peter Laviolette's new to, he's a new coach, he's new to the team and he seems to be, you know, whoever's the hot hand, the hot goalie, do you think it's a 50-50 draw between him and whenever Samsonov comes back? Uh, oh. you see Craig Anderson playing tomorrow night to give Vanacek a rest, or do you, you, you not see that? What are your thoughts? I say ride the hot goalie, man, and he's hot, and that that is the big question, right? What happens when Samsonov comes back? Um, I think it's Vanacek's net. I think it's Vanacek, Vanacek's net to lose, and so – that's what I would do if I was a coach, like you play him. And again, I, I don't know when they're next. They don't have a back-to-back, I think, for a while, which is a good thing um, because you don't have to worry about then who's starting the back-to-back. Um, play Vanacek. Give him the experience, right, especially now. Now they're playing they got two games against the Rangers, a young team that's in the bottom of the division that I didn't actually think was going to be at the bottom at this point, point. Um, and they're struggling. So I'd play him, and like I, it is his net to lose and put some pressure on him. Courtney, you had mentioned Tom Wilson earlier. He got into a, I know he got into a fight the other night. It seems like, and maybe I'm wrong here, that that doesn't happen as much in the NHL as, as it used to. It, is that on purpose, do you think? Have they worked hard to rule that out? It, it just seem, Am I wrong there? No, I, I think you're right. I think everything with the safety of the sport and the concussions and things have changed so much too. I mean, if you ask my dad, like fourth liners, like they fought, right? Like that was, they were literally brought into the league 
just to fight. And you'd have fourth liners that were literally brought in a league just to shut down lines or to just check lines. And you went out there to not get scored on and not let the other team get scored on or not let the other team score on you. I, things have changed so much. It's a young man's game. It's a fast man's game. Um, uh, you know, you even look at the caps and I don't even know what line they are, but you look at Dowd, Hathaway and Hagland, whether you call them the third line, the fourth line, the second line, sometimes they, they're not that typical fourth line of just a shutdown line, right? They're able to do anything. They're able to create offense and shut down lines and go up against teams, top lines. Um, but in terms of the fighting, I think it's, it's on its way out. And I know that, that it's a controversial topic, right? Should fighting be allowed in sports? It's one of the only sports I think besides fighting itself <laughs> where it's allowed. Um, and I just think with the safety and the player's safety and everything that it's, it's kind of on its way out. I don't mind it. I, every once in a while, um, but you don't want to see your star player, at least a star player like Tom Wilson get in a fight anymore. Right. Cause he's so valuable offensively and he's more than just a fighter. Courtney, have you had a win this year that is a signature win either for you um, or for the team that you can remember out of all of them that were you, you thought it was the most exciting or, wow, they, they, they did something that you thought they weren't going to do. Um, anything that comes to mind with that? The, the five unanswered goals. <laughs> what was that against the Islanders? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I was like, what is going on? Um, and then obviously they blow a three, nothing lead against the Boston Bruins a couple nights later, but that was just, I mean, like heroics, right? Like they're down. And then all of a sudden they get one, like, to me, that's the mentality that they need to have to not let that happen to them, right? Like they just did not stop. They're like, we're not going to stop. We're not going to be being pressed back on our heels. We're going to keep going. Um, yeah, I, I look at that win and I'm like, everybody was buying in. They didn't give up. Um, I think one of the best games that I've seen them play, there were a couple games early on too, where I was like, man, that was the best first period. But then the second and third periods weren't so great. And I think that's the next thing is that I haven't seen – a full game is even in that game where they came back and five score, five short, uh, and answer goals. Where were they in the first period? Right. They were <laughs> not great. Down three. They're so, down three. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. So <laughs> where is that? Where is that full 60 minute game? I don't think I've seen that quite yet from the caps where everything's kind of clicking on all cylinders. Well, that's interesting too, because that's, that's not just this staff and it's not just this year. Right. I mean, it feels like the franchise has had, problems giving up leads um, yeah. for years now yeah and I it's just like it's a mindset right and I think what early on and early on like we're only 10 games through but I think early on in the season it was they came out they had a hot first period and then they kind of struggled in the second and I sometimes look at that as like okay like you you guys all see it too the, the guys are amped up they're fired up they're doing the butt taps they're running through the tunnel they come hot out of the gate and they have a fantastic first period and then you go back to the locker room and you're like okay like what just happened and now you're taking a breather and I think sometimes as a player like you lose some of that momentum and you're like wow we just played great and you're like okay we can play maybe not so great and still get away with having a decent period. Then they go out for the second period and not have such a great, I, cause I think in the beginning, their second periods were average if, if best. Um, I think they struggled a lot in the second period. So it is interesting that it has, I feel like been a storyline of com not playing complete 60 minutes. I feel like last year it was like, where they're only showing up in the last five minutes. Right. I remember us saying like, okay, now they turn it on and now it's too late. Um, 
I just think with, with all sports, it's just this mentality of like, you just got to stay in the zone for the full 60. Yeah. I, I, I recall the, uh, the game where they scored in the last like 16 seconds against the Islanders. And your dad was saying that was one of the more exciting games that he had seen in a long time because of the circumstances, because that we, we got beat by them in the playoffs and Barry Trotz is coming back and we're playing shorthanded. So I, I think it was a game that, Everybody expected that we were not going to perform right. well and and lose. Um, but I also agree with you. Uh, I, I believe in the law of averages with, you know, we come back from 3-0 and win 5-3. So, you know, maybe there's going to be a time where we're up 3-0 in a game that we should win and close out. Um, mm-hmm. um, so I, I guess my, my question is, who, who's played – who do you think the most undervalued player – um, on the team is this year the unsung hero that nobody get doesn't get a lot of credit but you know the penalty killer or somebody that's in your eyes other other than Vanacek who's been just a pleasant surprise that that's done just a, a great job so far I'm gonna go and like I'm cheating here on my on my notes that I stole from my dad um from his game but because <laughs> <laughs> he left him down here I'm like oh my dad's game notes um Nick Backstrom I mean this guy just like amazes me night in and night out. So unassuming. I don't think he gets the attention he's overshadowed by, or has been overshadowed by Alex Ovechkin. Um, and even just looking at this um, five of points in five of six games, three, three goals, six assists, nine points. I mean, he has been to me, I think the most consistent player of the cap so far this season, you always know what to expect from Nick Backstrom. Um, just smart with the puck. You can put him out there at all situations and he's never going to going to let you down. So I've always been a fan of him. I love his style of play. He is getting up there a little bit in age um, just with Alex Ovechkin too. But I mean, I love the way that he's been playing. Um, I also have been pleasantly surprised with Schultz. Obviously he's out with an injury now, but I just, I love the way that he's fit into the style. Took him a couple days to, I think, get acclimated with the new system. But I think once, once they get rolling and once he's back from his injury, I've loved what I see in terms of him, his goal. I think, what was it? The Garnet Hathaway pass to him and the beautiful play. And I'm like, that was incredible, right? That's like that amazing forecheck of a D going to the net um, and just creating offense. So from the D's, D end, I think Schultz, but I can never go wrong with Nick Backstrom. He just, I think he doesn't get enough credit for what he does ever, like not even just in a game, but also in a season. I agree. Courtney, it's Super Bowl week. And we've been asking everybody this week who they got off for oh. the big game. <laughs> Care to venture a guess? Oh, gosh. All right. I want to see somebody other than Tom Brady win a Super Bowl. Like, I'm sorry. I know he's the GOAT and I know people love him, but like, I also love like, Somebody new, like let's put somebody else new on the on the throne and let's have a turning of the guards. Uh, I definitely well, think Pat he, Mahomes. Yeah, <laughs> I definitely think Pat Mahomes has a a chance to to make that happen for you. <laughs> I gotta be honest though, um, I have not. I think I've only watched one football game this year, so I will watch the Super Bowl. I think I'm I'm like that type of fan um, where I just I. I got to maybe come on and listen to your show so that I can understand football for dummies um, because it's not something that I uh, really understand. I'm like, wait a second, what's going on? Um, But I will watch the Super Bowl, but I I don't even think I've watched Kansas City play yet. So, I mean, I obviously know who Mahomes is, but that's my – I need football for dummies. (laughs) It's really incredible to think that Tom Brady's been to 10 – of the 55 Super Bowls that they've been now. I mean, it's just, it's incredible. Uh, put somebody else new in there. I want to see somebody new win. Courtney, we appreciate your time today. This was a lot of fun. 
Thank you so much for having me, Thank guys. You. Yeah. Thank you so much.